Hello and welcome on Valencia Weekly. I am Michael from Denmark and I want to welcome Brahim Benatia from Tunisia, although you are living in uh, Paris, France, right? Exactly, yeah. Hello, mate. Welcome. Hello. And uh, then I have um, Camille Abdallah from New Zealand, all the way down there. Hello, mate. How's it going? Nice to meet you guys. <laughs> and uh, a good evening for you. Yeah. yeah. Or good night. Yeah. All right. <laughs> And uh, we will uh, begin off by talking a bit about the World Cup. I know that um, you didn't make it in uh, New Zealand. You were were defeated by Peru in the playoff, right? Yes, um, it was disastrous in the return leg. But um, yeah. I did end up seeing the first game, which was in, uh, I think, Wellington. Yeah. Uh, it was remarkable, but, you know, it was very upsetting mm, to yeah. see that uh, we weren't able to make it. But, again, the better team won. Yeah. And the end, but, uh, it just it makes yeah. us build our prospects. But I'm happy that we could um, defeat Peru the other day um, oh, for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the revenge. Yeah, <laughs> and, there you uh, go. I'm happy. Thank you, Denmark. You're welcome. And uh, then <laughs> we have uh, Brahim, your country. They they won the qualifier in Africa, right? Exactly. And, and they, they were the first of the group yeah. stage without uh, any loss. And they will play, uh, play tomorrow, England. Uh, that match, but we could uh, we could do it. Yeah. What do you think about the group with the uh, Belgium and uh, Panama, I think. Yeah. Yeah, actually, it's uh, it's one of the hardest group. You know, Belgium now is uh, showing the best football, and uh, England, it's always England. Yeah. And Panama, maybe uh, no one know how they play. No. So maybe it will be a surprise also. So it's really hard group, and uh, we are also good team now. Although we we have lost one of the, our best player with an yeah. injury. Yeah. Abdinur. Yeah. Why don't we begin with you, Brahim? Um, why and when did you become a fan of Valencia? Ah, okay. So it was in, let's say, between 2000 and 2001. Yeah. I started staring to Valencia when um, in the Champions League because we don't have the uh, La Liga in our media. All right. Yeah. So we have only one match of Champions League. Uh, that we displayed in our TVs, and then uh, when Pablo Aymar joins Valencia, yeah, uh, I think we we bought also Al Jazeera, which now is uh, being sports from La Liga. So I start I start recommending Valencia every week. I think with, uh, with the beautiful game of Aymar and Vicente Baraja, so I started loving the thing. Yeah, okay. and uh, what about you, uh, Camille? Why and when did you become a fan of the club? It's an instinct for uh, New Zealanders and Australians alike that we always go for the underdog. Yeah. And uh, my brother's a big Barcelona fan, but um, I fell in love with the team in around 2008. I became a Valencianista. Right. I first watched them play, um, you know, it was about 10 years ago in the Copa del Rey campaign, yeah. which they eventually won. Yeah. Uh, so during the campaign, I watched the semifinals against Barcelona, mm. which we won on aggregate. Uh, I, th- I believe it was three two thanks to Baraja and Juan Mata. Yeah, 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 and um, yeah, and you know, I was during my uh, second last year in high school and staying up to three o'clock in the morning to watch them beat Getafe in the final, mm. if I recall, and right, made good. my week. And and that's when I fell in love with the team. So back in two thousand and eight, yeah. and I loved watching uh, Nikolai Zigic. <laughs> uh, the big uh, Serbian. Watching him play, he was a great. 
power forward, and yeah. he's probably the reason why I started supporting Birmingham City after he transferred. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but um, I didn't watch them religiously until 2011-2012, uh, after I built, bought my first FIFA game on PlayStation. I ended up buying FIFA 11, and funny enough, I made my play character and got drafted to do Valencia. Oh. So it was pretty much fake by that stage. But I think if we look further back, many of us, we are wondering why a guy down there, even under, down under, <laughs> why you became a fan of a club in La Liga, not being Real Madrid or Barcelona. Yeah, it's obviously because um, being an underdog, it's just, it's highly supportive. You always give everyone a fair chance or you rather go for someone that's not so popular. Yeah. And for me, that was you know Valencia. I love the attitude from the team and the rivalries they had for, with other clubs like mm. Villarreal, and just the the atmosphere and the passion the club uh, the fans had demonstrated. You know, seeing them play at Camp Nou and beating them at Camp Nou was remarkable. Yeah. All right, and uh, what about your favorite memory with the club, Camille? Uh yeah, I believe 2016, the return leg against Barcelona. Yeah. Um. It, it was at Camp Nou, I believe, uh, beating them, I think, 2-1, mm. thanks to uh, an own goal by Rakitic. Yeah, um, yeah it was a, vi- a vicious skirmish, and I believe there was a lots of yellow cards, yeah. as I recall, but it was an incredibly fun game to watch, and just seeing you know the Valencia fans going off with <laughs> a, you know, the heartland of, of Catalonia, it was just yeah. that, that, that pump that... Um, You know that just made me fall in love with the team mm. again, and uh, it's vibrant. Yeah, nothing better than beating it in Barcelona, in my opinion. Um, what about <laughs> home? Yeah. yeah. What about you, Ibrahim? For me, actually, there is uh, a lot of memories, good memories, but the one is the my first match and the, the only match that I watched in the Mistaya. Yeah, and uh, it was against uh, Elche, and it was the first match of uh, Negredo. Yeah, I remember yeah. that game. Yeah, yeah, we won three mm. one uh, in 2014, and it was a good memory being between the fans there. Uh, yeah, it was uh, indescribable. Right, good, Ibrahim. Who would be your current and all-time favorite? Okay, so the all-time is uh, without discussion is uh, Pablo Aymar. Yeah. He makes me love the team and the little uh, clown. Yeah, he's a genius for me. Mm. Uh, um, actually, for the current player, maybe I'll say Parejo. Right, good. Then I agree with you. <laughs> What about uh, Camille? Oh, mate. Well, I always love a good leader, and that to mm. me was David Albelda. Um, yeah. He was a Valencian youth and dedicated his life to the club, which is a rarity in football these days. Mm. Many people um, they switch over so frequently; it's hard to keep yeah. up. And um, he's a defensive midfielder, which is a position I'd probably play if I was playing uh, football instead of rugby. <laughs> But um, yeah, and I was also a big fan of Claude Makélélé and, and Deschamps back in the day, so that yeah. that's why I loved uh, Albelda. Yeah. Um, currently, I mean, I love the entire team. They work extremely well as a unit, and they get a, they get along well, which is a perfect combination as well. And um, I mean, I do own a jersey of Carlos Soler's name and number on the back, so. I guess he, I'd have to say he's my favorite player, but um, yeah, I believe all the the youth have great prospects, and mm. they, uh, you know, they've shown a lot of uh, potential. And yeah, uh, I can't really pick and choose. Besides that, I can't really pick out a favorite player. But yeah, I'd say 
Carlos Soler is one of the most um, favorable to watch. Mm. And um, about um, David Albelda, I think he uh, he played only one year uh, away from the club at uh, Villarreal. Uh, but you you don't f- uh, find many uh, one club players uh, nowadays, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's ridiculous, and uh, it just shows a lot of passion and heart he has mm. for his club. And um, you know he's stuck within the area at least, so yeah, <laughs> you know, and and he was the the hallmark for the Valencia campaign. Yeah. Then uh, then we uh, move on for the current overall campaign. We um, ended up fourth in La Liga behind uh, Real Madrid at the end, but um, ahead of um, Villarreal, Betty and uh, Sevilla finally. Yeah, what what did you hope for? We have had like a, a few, uh, I wouldn't call them mediocre, but uh, poor campaigns, like uh, being a 12th, uh, right, Camille? Oh, well, again, coming from 12th last season, yeah, I, I didn't have high expectations at all. So, you know, I, I was thinking maybe Europa League if we played our cards, right? But And we did have a fresh array of players coming in. And seeing the departures like Nani, Abdenul, Mangala, Diego Alves, uh, it looked like a gamble. Mm. But uh, judging by the depth of the squad, I was, you know, I was expecting a Europa League draw. But my outlook changed within the first couple of rounds. Uh, drawing with both Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid consecutively, it was just uh, I, I knew that yeah. the club had potential to go further than that. And you know, uh, apart from a few disappointments, I believe the club did really well. All right. And what about you, Brahim? When did you think in the campaign that we could uh, definitely go for a top four? Uh, maybe when, uh, I think, yeah, when we win against Real Sociedad in their home. Away, yeah. Yeah, yeah. away. So we, uh, it's been a long time that we didn't uh, win there. And actually, by the coming of Marcelino, I, uh, I, see, a different, uh, I see a different team. Mm. Maybe not, maybe not uh, it was the same players. But uh, it's a different mentality. Yeah. I, I love so much Marcelino and his impact on the team. Mm. Uh, like said Camille, with the departure of Diego Alves, Angela, but uh, Marcelino, to get the same player to change their uh, mentality. Like we see on uh, on Zaza, mm. uh, finishing uh, the first leg with 11 uh, goals. By Parejo also, he, was, uh, he thought he will uh, quit the club. But Marcelino make him change his mind. So maybe uh, at the first leg, I thought we will be uh, we we'll qualify for the Europa League. Yeah. Maybe. And then after the uh, and sincerely, when we have several uh, losses against Barcelona and then against uh, Real Madrid, I I get a little bit of fear. But then we uh, we have we became confident. Uh, And we got place. Good. All right. Then I then I reckon that you uh, would uh, name Marcelino as uh, our main reason for why we have improved, uh, Brahim. Yeah. Uh, mm. Maybe Marcelino. Maybe some good players like Gedes helped us a lot. Yeah. And, uh, the defense also. Uh, Gabriel Paulista and Garay and uh, Murillo, although he didn't play a lot uh, due to the injury. But uh, and especially Kondogbia. Yeah. All right. What about uh, Camille? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a bit advocate of the youngsters that were on the team. So I believe that seeing the likes of Jose Luis Gaya mm. and uh, Carlos Soler and Ferran Torres being given the opportunities has been a great effort from Marcelino. 
Yeah. Um, he see he sees potential among the Valencian Academy, which is great. They've all had an incredible yeah. campaign this season, and uh, has certainly provided more than some of the imports which had been questionable, like Pareda and Viero. So yeah. seeing the youth in the system that have actually been trained to slot in anywhere they could possibly fit, it shows improvement amongst the academy, and mm. it shows how well the youth adapt to the senior system and how well they can yeah. just easily be placed amongst them. And they've all been given, um, I believe, their full potential, and it's hard to uh, distinguish between who you'd rather pick in the, yeah. you know, the first 11 apart from them. And, uh, uh, yeah, quite incredible that both uh, Carlos Soler and uh, Ferran, they ended up ahead of uh, the overly hyped uh, Pereira on the right winger. Uh, yeah. Uh, Pereira's been... I reckon that I thought the first game he played on, they mentioned that he had been in trouble with losing his uh, license or speeding, being pulled yeah. over from the yeah. And for for me, that personally is that uh, level of discipline that he lacked within the club, mm. the atmosphere. I knew he wasn't going to go far because he doesn't show initiative to be part of the team and part of the culture. He was, I believe, um, just wanted to show off. Yeah. Uh, he, he did have some moments again. Um, beating you know Sevilla and scoring a couple goals with Guedes and that, yeah. uh, that photo, the headlining photo. Mm. But uh, apart from that, he hadn't committed a lot of um, his no. dedication towards the team. And uh, I think he left the club back to United without being granted uh, yeah. Yeah, permission from uh, Marcelino. He, yeah, yeah. He, he changed his Twitter bio from, yeah. uh, right after yeah. Valencia. Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Okay, then uh, we are done with uh, the overall campaign and um, we are flying down to uh, North Africa and Tunisia where you are from, um, yeah, Ibrahim. Yeah. What do you know about the uh, general, um, yeah, not only uh, Valencia but uh, football fans in uh, North Africa? Yeah, maybe in Tunisia we yeah, they love football very much. They are going to the stadium uh, every week to support their teams. Yeah. For me, I, in Tunisia I support the... Uh, Let's say the second, uh, the second team in the um, in the country. What are they called? It's called uh, Club African. African, okay. Yeah, and we have the the derby with the uh, Esperance Sportive Tunisia. Yeah. So uh, let's say yeah, in the in our country we love very much football and they are dedicating their life to. Actually, there are many youth that support uh, the teams and uh, they are curvas and they go. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, we. Yeah. All right. What do you know? Many uh, Valencia fans in uh, North Africa. I know a guy from uh, Egypt and uh, one from Morocco, but uh, and then you. Uh, but I don't know many others. What about yeah, Fekuli when he arrived at the club, impacted people in uh, Algeria, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. he bring with him uh, so many fans, like uh, like the arrival of uh, Abdenour. Uh, yeah. In Valencia, he he bring uh, many fans from Tunisia. Mm. Uh, I think for me in the in Tunisia until 2014, I thought that I am the the only the only <laughs> fan. Yeah. I said yeah, no one. When I ask um, people uh, what they support, they say always Real Madrid, Barcelona, Milan, yeah. UV, uh, Inter Milan, and no one said uh, Valencia. Yeah. And they they, they told me uh, why do you love Valencia? They are not, they are not even they they didn't even. Won uh, Champions League or uh, they didn't even won yeah. many ligas. 
I said I uh, I don't care about Champions League and La Liga. We have the uh, for me we have the the first fans of the world. Mm. We have a team that when you watch them, uh, you you enjoy the the match and uh, that's what I want. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we have and had quite a few uh, people on Valencia Weekly who uh, who have never met another Valencia fan in real life back at their home. Uh, have you met another one in uh, North Africa? Yeah, actually, uh, at, uh, I said and. In 2014, I was contacted by uh, another fan, Good. and they they have a group where they analyze all the matches, and they are uh, always talking about the news of the club. Yeah. And then, so um, the first one, uh, the first uh, time I I met them, I met two of them. Okay. They came Good. to my marriage last year. Oh, <laughs> congratulations! Yeah. yeah, thank you. So when I first met them, uh, I didn't expect to. <laughs> to sell them uh, the marriage, but they say they will come and they they promised me and they came. And yeah. so, uh, I was very happy with that. Good. If we look at uh, more concretely in your country, Tunisia, then I know that you have a big um, page on Facebook with uh, like yeah, 3K, exactly. 3K, uh, 3K fans. Fan. Are you running that one or? No, I'm not running it. It's oh. my friend from the group that I told you. Yeah. Uh, uh, they are two friends, they are running it. Okay. But we are, uh, we are commenting and analyzing the matches uh, in that page, and we have also uh, a group uh, group talk. So yeah. We, uh, we analyze all the matches and. Uh, all right. Good. And um, yeah, if, if we look a bit more wide, like uh, in uh, the Arab world, and uh, the club the other day, the other Friday, they made a new uh, Twitter account for um, the Arab world. What do you think about that initiative? Yeah, it's a good initiative because in the Arab world there is many, many, um, many fans of Valencia, especially in the Middle East. Yeah. Yeah, we, there is a page uh, in Facebook of Valencia fans, and there is uh, from Iraq, from uh, from Emirates, from Saudi Arabia, from I think uh, all the, the Arab countries there is uh, Valencia fans. So yeah, it's a good initiative to. To create this uh, Twitter mm. account, and yeah. uh, we have already had uh, three people from there on Valencia Weekly. One from uh, Oman called Omar, one from yeah. uh, Dubai called Ali Alfaham, and then one from uh, Palestine called uh, Wafal. And uh, yeah, cool. yeah, we are looking for more people from um, Middle East and uh, the Arab world, definitely, and Africa. But yeah, if we um, look at the the club, they planned like a friendly game in your country. I think a year ago. Exactly, yeah, but it was cancelled yeah. at the uh, at the last time. Yeah, and now the club apparently they they plan a new one, but I think they planned it for May, and uh, now we are in uh, June, right? It's difficult, I think. Yeah, maybe because the uh, now we have the World Cup, and uh, yeah. there is some players of the of the great team in Tunisia we are in the World Cup. Yeah. So maybe it will be after the World Cup in the uh, in the preseason or. Uh, Actually, it was uh, my friends were uh, were booking the hotel where oh. the Valencia players were. So uh, too bad. Ah. Yeah. Maybe they can refund the money. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, they refund them. Yeah, actually, they refund uh, them because they told them that we are here only for the club, so they refund ah, them. Good. All right. Yeah. Why don't we go on with uh, our only player from Tunisia, a current player even called uh, Ayman Abdenour. Our most expensive uh, defender ever. I think we paid 25 million right from Monaco. Exactly. Yeah. Euro. Um, and uh, now, 
on loan at uh, Marseille, but uh, really not uh, wanted there. And uh, I I don't know if he will come back. What what do you think about? Yeah, I think he will not come back. Actually, Abdenour was a good player in uh, in Monaco. He did a great season. Yeah, but I think he was not. Uh, he didn't get a good adaptation in Spain, and the uh, no. Yeah, the football of La Liga is different than in France. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, uh, maybe the, the defensive uh, skills are not the same in La Liga. The uh, no. the defender have to get uh, more tactical, more yeah. technical in his bid. And uh, he's, uh, yeah, he's yeah, not like that. So he, he did a good. He he did come uh, some good games like against Barcelona. Yeah. Or Real Madrid, but uh, in the overall season he was not uh, as good. That's yeah. why we have, we loaned him to Marsiglia. And I think now there is uh, some clubs in Turkey that uh, want to want to get him. So I think. Uh, All right. Good. Yeah, I think you have a good point about Abdenour in uh, La Liga. Um, defenders in La Liga they gotta like stand higher on the field. You know, they can't be as deep as they are in uh, Ligue 1. And uh, I I think that Abdenour is a great player. But um, not really uh, accommodated, you can call it, for exactly. neither La Liga yeah, or... That's not the profile yeah. of, uh, of La Liga. No. What do you think about Abdenour, Camille? Oh, he was a great defender. Um, in my regards, he worked well with Mangala and um, he slotted in with Garay yeah. when needed. So, uh, I highly rated him. Like, compared to Polista now and uh, Vezo, who, who I reckon is a great right-back, but not a great centre-back. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'd say I highly rate him, but um, I didn't see him play a lot of games. Mm. Uh, I think he, yeah. So yeah, I'd say eight out of ten in, yeah. in regards to what defenders we have now. I'd oh, say eight out of ten. Pretty good. Yeah, my only problem with Abdenour how much we paid for him for a defender, yeah. really. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, Monaco, Monaco needed it. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't know if you have anything more you want to add about Abdenour, Ibrahim. Yeah, maybe because I think we expected him to replace Otamendi. Yeah. And uh, with uh, that amount, uh, that's why everyone was uh, was not happy because with this amount uh, we we expected more from him, but uh, unfortunately he didn't do well. Uh, yeah. So, and yeah. Uh, and about uh, Ayman Abdenour, he played um, 35 games, I think, for the club over three years but uh, then again on a loan at Marseille and will probably either remain there or find another club like you mentioned before. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Then we are moving on for in more general our former players uh, from uh, North Africa. We have uh, quite a few from Algeria, not only Fekuli but we will begin with Sofiane Fekuli who played at the club in uh, 2010 until uh, 16. Our most uh, capped player when he left the club, I think, even more than Pedeco. What do you both uh, think about um, Fekuli and uh, how he left? Yeah. I'll let you start, Camille. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I mean, he did come from Galatasaray, so he did have a bit of aggression uh, come in to the club. He, Can, uh, he held the ball a lot, as I recall, so he used yeah. to slow the pace down to his level. Mm. And um, he did provide a lot of assists. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he was an overall great yeah. player. Again, you said our uh, most capped player at that time. Yeah. So, yeah, well, he replaced Juan Mata yeah. after he departed. Yeah, so, all right, yeah. yeah. I, I don't like uh, correcting you, but he came from uh, Grenoble in uh, France. And uh, then he left, oh, uh, right. left our club yeah, for Galatasaray, Gal Gal yeah, and yeah. West Ham, I think. But, uh, oh, that's all right. 
uh, whatever. Um, but he, he came from uh, Grenoble in uh, Ligue 2. Uh, uh, and then he went on a loan at the uh, Almeria before he uh, broke through at the club, you can call it. He played with uh, Piatti and uh, Diego Alves in uh, Almeria. Yeah. What do you think about uh, Fekuli, Brahim? Yeah, actually, Fekuli, I like him a lot. I know his uh, his level is, let's say, sometimes he's on top, sometimes he's, uh, he's not good. But no. uh, I like his, uh, like Camille said, he, he owned the ball a lot. Yeah. And, um, yeah. But he has so many assists, so many goals. Let's say the the goal I liked is the one against Sevilla yeah. in the Europa League. And uh, yeah, yeah, he, he was a good winger. He was replacing Mata. So uh, yeah, let's say I liked him a lot, and he spent a lot of time in the club. He spent six years in the club. Yeah, maybe one year in Almeria. So five years in the club, and uh, he helps us a lot, uh, winning some matches. And uh, yeah, it was one of uh, our good players uh, last years. Yeah. Yeah. Then we have another player from Algeria. We have a guy called yeah. uh, Musa Saib. Yeah. In uh, a yeah. ninety-seven and eight, he played at the club. What uh, do you know about him? Yeah. For me, I don't know so much for him. Okay. I only see some videos on YouTube because at that time I I, don't, I didn't uh, I didn't follow Valencia. No. All right. What about the? Uh, yeah. yeah. Then you probably don't know the other guy called the uh, Rabah Media. I think. No, Rabah Major actually is more uh, famous than him because he he played at Porto. Yeah. He, he was actually the uh, the favorite player of my father, so my father yeah. would tell me a lot of uh, yeah. Rabah Major. And like now a legend. He's the, yeah. the current uh, manager of Algeria. Yeah. So he's well known, Rabah Major. Yeah. He has, uh, uh, big legend. Famous goal. And he he played at our club in uh, 1988 only only like half a year I think. Yeah. But uh, quite a, a cool player you have we have had in the club then if your dad knows him and uh, the current manager of uh, Algeria. Okay, then we are moving on for Spain. They had a friendly game right before the World Cup with uh, yeah Rodrigo Moreno from our club. I think they played in the middle of uh, June and uh, they won yeah. one nil exactly. at uh, Tunisia. Goal by uh, Jago Aspas. Uh, did you uh, go at the game? What do you think yeah, about it? Yeah, it was the full match because it was against my country, Tunisia, and we played a very good match. With uh, actually, I liked my our uh, our right uh, our backs, our right back and left back. With they they stopped Isco, Iniesta, and Silva, and it was uh, a yeah. last minute goal uh, by by a fault of our defense. But it was a good game, and Rodrigo. Did, uh, our defense was uh, was very strong. He he didn't get enough uh, chances to score. Yeah, and I think that you uh, proved that you are worthy of the World Cup in that game. Um, exactly. And if yeah. if we look at the World Cup more in general, uh, the North African uh, World Cup teams, then we have uh, also uh, Egypt and Morocco. Maybe Morocco in the in the paper they have a good team. They have good players from. They have players from Juventus, from Real Madrid, from yeah. Ajax Amsterdam. Binatia, yeah. And, yeah, but they they didn't have uh, they they have a bad luck against Iran. They they get a goal in the uh, twenty in the uh, in the ninety five minutes. It was a no goal. Uh, yeah. I think the uh, the path will be difficult against Portugal and Spain. Yeah. And for Egypt, it's more easier because they they are. Uh, First match, as we know, Salah didn't play. 
Yeah. Maybe he will play for they were quite England. unlucky. Yeah. And it will be against Russia, but maybe against Russia it will be so hard because they are uh, in their uh, hometown. Mm. And then maybe against uh, Saudi Arabia, I think they they can win the match. Yeah. Yeah, and about <laughs> Egypt, they they had a late 1-0 defeat against uh, Uruguay. Exactly. A header yeah. by um, Atletico Madrid defender, Jimenez. Um, Uh, what I think about um, North African football, um, I think they are organized and they have one or two only like big uh, profiles, while um, the other African teams, they have more like uh, a depth in their academy players. Uh, look at Nigeria. I, I think that uh, North African uh, World Cup teams, they are, they are more like, uh, again, accommodated for the World Cup. They are more like Senegal, I think. Yeah, there is Senegal and Nigeria again. Yeah. All right, good. Then, uh, then we are done with both Tunisia and uh, North Africa. Uh, a big market for Valencia. We all know how many uh, fans Fekuli brought with him uh, to the club. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, and Abdenur. Okay, then uh, we are moving on for a country uh, I never thought that we would talk about here on uh, Valencia Weekly. I apologize, uh, Camille, <laughs> but uh, okay. we're an outlier. Yeah, we have right from New Zealand. We have uh, Camille. Uh, he will uh, talk about the fans uh, over there, or the fan. I don't know. <laughs> what uh, <laughs> What do you know about them? Well, um, within New Zealand, it's very hard to come across people that support uh, football, let alone um, you know uh, Valencia. So it's a very niche market yeah. place. You know, everyone wants others uh, support. You know, their Premier League or Italian or any other cup, but um, within La Liga, they'd most likely support you know, Real Madrid or Atletico or Barcelona. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, such as my brother. But um, <laughs> you know, I chose to break the mold, and I had my history of Valencia. And luckily, I found the page. Um, shout out to Brad Kennett, who hosts the um, Oceanic uh, Australia New Zealand Valencia page on Facebook, and he uploads weekly without fault. Yeah. Uh, so far, we've only got about 35 members. It's a small yeah. group, but uh, it's about to grow. Hopefully, with this advertisement. Good. But um, yeah, it's a small community, but we do have fans. Um, hopefully, you know, um, within the youth and academies that um, you know, end up going to Valencia to train and, and have uh, uh, sort of friendly matches. Obviously, within the the kids and the the teenagers nowadays would hopefully be more um, involved mm. with the Valencia and be able to watch other teams play besides just the main uh, ones we grew up with and they would have more of an outlook on players that, uh, in the uh, World Cup at the moment. So they'll be able to see Geddes playing and um, helping out Ronaldo. They'll be able yeah. to see uh, Rodrigo in a game coming up. Mm. Um, so it'll be remarkable for them. But at the moment, it's, you know, it's very small. And I, would, I honestly don't know anyone else from New Zealand at the moment that... No. Um, But, uh, fan, but we, we did have uh, another guy from down under Australia, a guy called yeah. Nick, here on Valencia Weekly, I think a month ago maybe. And he uh, recommended that group on uh, Facebook that you uh, recommended before with, um, I think, yeah, yeah. 35 members or anything like that. How many do you know or have you met uh, in real life from there? In real life, I'd, I'd say about two. Like, uh, I remember I was watching, you know, the, the return leg of... Um, You know, in the morning, it was in the morning, I was watching at a restaurant, so, uh, against Barcelona, 
and it was about eight o'clock in the morning, so I was just having <laughs> breakfast. And I saw a couple of people watching the game with me. So I'm like, oh, who, who do you follow? And one of them said Valencia, but I don't think he was a local. I think he was a foreigner. Uh. But um, th- this was in Sydney, and um, oh, good. Uh. Yeah, yeah. So it was more, <laughs> it was, yeah, within both countries, you'd have to, uh, I reckon, would have to amass under a hundred people. As far as I know, yeah. But um, you know, we'd love we favor the underdogs. Um, so to see them make the Champions League, mm. it'll be a great opportunity for real estate to boost uh, numbers. And I guarantee a lot more people will be following uh, Valencia after uh, seeing them play in the Champions League, especially with now social media boosting everything and booming and allowing for um, small teams to flourish. And it's a big market for people to uh, sponsor and follow. You know, and uh, there yeah. are teams that they've never heard of or wouldn't think of uh, following football whatsoever. Mm. And now they've been introduced to it, hopefully Valencia will be up there. Yeah. And uh, I can only imagine it must be difficult, both the time difference. And you are an island, like uh, Australia. But I admire that. I must uh, admit that, yeah. Uh, what about uh, yeah? when uh, we had Nick on, on the program here, then uh, we uh, talked about yeah his uh, goalkeeper, Matty Ryan. Uh, yes. uh, yeah. What uh, did you think about him at the club and now? Oh, he was he. Uh, he competed. He was second keeper uh, competing against Diego Alves, who mm. um, uh, you know, it's difficult to uh, beat out Diego Alves for match time. But um, I just saw him play last night against France. Um, the two-one loss for the Socceroos. Um, he's an excellent keeper. He played well. He's very quiet, but he knows his role. Um, You know, he wasn't well of a shot stopper against penalties as Diego Alves was, but he did keep out some good uh, yeah. uh, strikes, even from Messi and Suarez and, and um, you know Ronaldo and against the shot stoppers. But um, yeah, he, he's very amicable and he he's able to slot in well, and um, mm. he got along well with the team. Yeah, um, and he, he showed that pride and. Um, national pride within Australia he's very well respected and um, mm. you know he, he's sort of um, admired within the Valencian community I see even on the the Valencian CF page on Facebook people still mention him yeah. and um, yeah I can't say anything wrong about the guy he's actually played really well mm. yeah and uh, our friend uh, Nick he had a a friend who had played with Ryan near around Sydney from the Mariner, yeah. I think they called the club over there. But uh, yeah, then we have another uh, young player called uh, Diego Alonso, under 17 international with uh, Australia. Did you know him beforehand? Uh, or I did read an article. I <laughs> I saw that he was from the Arboraya Academy, um, yeah. which is absolutely amazing. Like um, I believe he's playing in the Western Sydney Wanderers youth squad. Um, and they're a fairly new club, and they've had a remarkable depth of talent. You know, for a fairly established new club, they've come around in 2012. Yeah. Um, I believe the senior team play, they played in the Hyundai A League, and they've um, they've made the, they've won the Asian Champions League division. All right. Yeah. In 2000, 2014. Um, yeah, and they've got a, a big depth and have certainly made a name for themselves. Yeah. So it's good to see him play, possibly in the. Um, the AFC, the Asian Football Champions Tournament in Mongolia. Mm. And the biggest insight will be to see if he sticks with Australia or elects to play with Spain if he's given the opportunity when he's older. <laughs> yeah. So definitely know he'll be um, he'll be sought after. Yeah. 
Alright, if we move back to New Zealand, then the club, they actually have like a big thing running with your country. You have a, an academy project called Cross White, I think, where you have like an academy draft, tryout, whatever, where they like two weeks yearly, they go to Valencia, they are elected by the club. And they have done that from uh, 2015 and will do it until uh, 19. I know that uh, in a 15, 18 talents from New Zealand, they uh, went to uh, Valencia. Did you know about that project? or? Yeah, he had been advertised. I believe I saw it on Facebook as well, you know, one of the advertisements that would just pop up. But, um, you know, it's absolutely exciting for the Kiwi youth. I mean, this is why I support the Lost Chair. Uh, <laughs> building networks and talents abroad yeah. for a small country of around 4 million that turned heads in the 2010 World Cup, you know, being the only undefeated team on the group stage, it helped gauge the interest of the kids in New Zealand. And um, it will be extremely exciting opportunity for the kids. I mean, it's been growing in popularity yeah. as uh, New Zealand diversify resources into other sports besides rugby. So um, incorporating a lot of soccer uh, tournaments and um, academies and even in my area in Dunedin, it's, you know, I see popping up and hopefully a lot more children start playing soccer as well. Yeah. And, uh, and I experienced not only going to Mastaya, but have uh, training sessions with Valencian trainers, uh, as well as getting match experience to get our talent noticed. It's, it's truly remarkable to yeah. um, you know, see our kids being able to showcase their abilities and performance you know, to uh, the actual youth trainers from the Valencian squad. You know, in the Caldera, and it's, you know, no, there's no better way. It is truly one of them a lifetime, mm. as you said. Yeah, and I didn't even know about the, the project before you came uh, on here. But uh, if you are from thereabouts, uh, any one of you, listener, look out the project. Log on the web called uh, nccrosswhite.com. Okay, I don't know if you have anything you want to add about your country, Camille. Well, I mean, again, with the academy... Uh, it's great to see Valencia giving countries like New Zealand to broadcast the youth of talent. And I'm looking forward to the next five to ten years, if this keeps going. We'll probably see the first New Zealander among the ranks of the lost chair. Good. I'm <laughs> extremely excited. And, you know, Matt Ryan had his opportunity to uh, showcase Australia. Yeah. I'm really eager to see a New Zealander. Yeah. I mean, we got to have at least one up there. Yeah, and, uh, and um, yeah. you are a growing football market. You were at the World Cup four, yeah. year, four years ago. And uh, yeah, uh, like I mentioned uh, before we went on air, uh, I know a player playing for the Kiwi, a guy called Winston Reed, playing yeah, at the yeah. playing at West Ham, playing now there. But uh, he played back at my uh, local club, Midland, where he came up through the academy. Right, a very good player, a leader. Oh, yeah. he's he's a captain of the All Whites. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, he has he is um, susceptible to injuries. Yeah. He does have a bit of niggles here and there, so he has missed out on quite a few games. Mm. Particularly, I think he missed out the first leg against Peru. Oh, uh, yeah, and, and the qualifying, which is you know you don't want to miss that out. No, <laughs> um, and 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 the 2014 qualifiers, mind you, against Mexico, I think he missed out probably up two of those games. He missed out both of them. But um, you know, we do have a large number of people that slot in well, and um, he is. Quite the leader. He's representing us. On, I'm not too sure if West Ham is still in Premier League, but um, yeah, he's representing uh, the All Whites and um, a lot more other players like Ryan Nelson. Mm. Um, we've got Marco Rojas. I believe he's uh, left Melbourne Victory and he's playing um, over in Europe again. Yeah. Um, 
but a lot of talent is sort of restricted within the A-League, the Hyundai A-League. But mm. we do have a lot of um, plays in the uh, Major League Soccer, so uh, Vancouver, right. Whitecaps, and um, I believe the Wolves, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, so a lot of plays in those divisions. All right, good. Yep, then, uh, then we have the concluding roundup, where you can reply with only one word, if you can do that. <laughs> we will begin with uh, Brahim and then uh, Camille. Yes or no? Okay. Yeah. Do you think that we will um, end as good or better in La Liga next year? Yeah. Better. I'm always uh, saying that. Okay. Even better. Um, Camille? Yeah, maybe we could uh, have a third place from Atletico or Real. Or yeah. Because this year we were too close actually to get the third yeah. place. But, uh, Camille? I'd say better. Yeah. Third place, I'm hoping. Third place. Okay, good. If we play, if we play our cards right. Yeah. Okay, you are both going all in here. I can hear. Um, and I agree. We can uh, repeat it, but uh, I don't think we will uh, end up uh, higher than uh, number four again. But uh, that will be adequate with the new uh, Champions League, uh, where all uh, four teams uh, from the Liga they will be in. Uh, yeah, the pot. Ah. Yeah, they will. Uh, okay. Then we have another queue. Uh, do you think that we will go as far or even further in uh, the Copa del Rey next year, Brahim? Let's say the, the Copa del Rey will change this year the rules. They will not be uh, the first leg and the second leg. So it will be only one match until the, the quarterfinal, I think. Yeah. It will be a little bit uh, harder, but I am always optimistic and I, I would say uh, maybe as far. Okay, good. And uh, Camille? Oh, I'd say further with less matches, less time <laughs> resting people in the final. Then, you know, yeah. uh, okay, I'd say further. Then you think we will uh, end up in the final? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, don't forget this yeah. year we have uh, the Champions League also. So it should yeah. be. It's not like this year. But uh, then again, it then again it has been uh, ten years since we wound it up in the final. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, maybe a sign from the heaven. You know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, all right. Then we have the third and final one. Um, do you think that we will uh, qualify further from the Champions League group next year? Definitely, yeah. Good. Camille? Oh, yeah, I hope so. Definitely, indeed, yeah. All right, and I agree with you. Then I want to thank both of you, both Brahim from Tunisia and uh, Camille from New Zealand. Thank you for coming yeah, on. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You're welcome, both of you. And I want to thank again the Arab girl, Malak, who uh, created our logo. And uh, I want to thank uh, all listeners. We would not be here without you again. And I will uh, remind you all that you can uh, go follow our media and mainly uh, SoundCloud, where we are having uh, our main player. And then we only have one word left, and I think you both know it. We will do it in three, two, one. Amun. Amun. <laughs> Let's go.